Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB, we're looking back at Thursday. Uh, we're still angsting about uh, Trevor Mallard's misdoings, misdeeds. And we've got multiple births to talk about from, from the same mother. Uh, and uh, we'll have a comment on parenting generally, courtesy of Marcus. And then uh, Katmandu uh, getting colourful, which is the end of the world apparently. But before any of that, uh, freezing the public sector's wages. Uh, how do we feel about this? Because it depends whether you're part of the public sector or not, I suppose. But to be all kind and generous with taxpayers' money, to give to just about everybody, except workers and business owners, until it hurts... To bleed taxpayers until the pipsqueak, because we've got tax going up as well, of course. Then to announce a pay freeze? Where the hell has that come from? What what were they smoking? It's the stuff of Muldoon days, a bloody pay freeze. Next thing they'll mandate carless days, we'll all have to nominate one day a week where we cycle to work to get some use out of the hundreds of millions they've spent on bloody cycleways. As I say, you know, prudent, careful spending, reductions, even a pay freeze, which is in effect a pay cut. Sure, if we'd been prepared for it. But we've all been led to believe that the money is raining down upon us. We're all Scrooge McDuck lying in mountains of money and just rolling in the glorious green stuff. But no. All of a sudden, there's a pay freeze on the public sector. And I wouldn't blame them one little bit if they were furious. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know what's going on with this government at the moment. Uh, They've spent ages, like literally years, not doing anything at all, talking about a lot of things and then announcing announcements. And then just suddenly in the last few weeks, suddenly doing things that quite random things. They're having like a midlife crisis, this government. I don't know what's happening there. Uh, I don't know what kind of crisis Trevor Mallard's having, but it's uh, you know reflecting badly, certainly on him. This is reprehensible and recidivist behaviour from someone who not only should know better, but who's already apologised for this very behaviour, then repeated it. I mean, that's unhinged. Hipkins said he didn't like the tone of how things went, but it's one thing to dislike the tone It's another to actually do something about it. So why is Labour standing by him? How can you expect to set the tone of how MPs should behave, yet in the same breath still endorse Mallard's behaviour? Because this is what stinks. How low do you have to go? This is a party which campaigned on kindness. This party does not believe in punching down. It's allegedly against name-calling. It wants to be seen as harmonious and woke and inclusive. Yet here they are standing by someone who's repeatedly flouting all of those values and who appears morally bankrupt. The tone of Parliament, if Labour MPs are truly worried about that, is dictated by the Speaker. If the Labour Party truly wants that addressed and fixed, then Mallard has to go. You can spout all the morals and virtues that you like, but if you're not prepared to live by them, then it makes you a hypocrite. It's all just hot air. Until Labour acts and agrees a vote of no confidence in Mallard as Speaker, they're just as bad as he is. And none of us 
should be having a bar of it. Uh, now, I'm going to put the headline recidivist and reprehensible uh, on the description of the podcast. But it's, it, and I've made that decision, but I'm regretting it already because I'm going to have to look up how to spell both those words because I've really got no idea. Um, so if you've come to this podcast because you saw that headline and you thought, man, that sounds like an awesome podcast, that guy knows how to spell those words, doesn't really, he's looked it up. Either that or I've not spelled it correctly and come to this podcast and thought, what an idiot, he doesn't know how to spell recidivist and reprehensible. Anyway, uh, probably got a little bit off track there and got bogged down with things that don't really matter. Uh, we've got this uh, mother who thought she was having seven kids and ended up having nine. Now, you've got two babies. You had them at once. What To, to, to you, nine babies at once, how would you describe the sound of that? <laughs> that sounds a lot of work. I mean, I've, had, I've got twins. I mean, they're nearly 16 now. But, I mean, at least I have two arms, two boobs, but nine. There's no way you can just, you know, easily handle that many no, I'm not entirely sure how you would do that. Is this possible to do this naturally, or must this have been IVF? Um, I mean, it is possible naturally. Um, I mean, not very common, extremely, extremely rare. Um, and I mean, being from Mali, I'd be surprised if it was IVF. But I mean, it could could potentially be, you know, fertility medication. But it could be just naturally. She's released a whole heap of eggs for some reason. Like a whole heap. Um, okay. Yeah. How how is it possible to miss two babies while you're doing the scans or whatever? Well, I mean, they they even miss a baby with you know lower numbers. I mean, you think how many limbs are in the in a belly, and you've got such a layer of babies that you know there's some hiding behind others with that many in there. Um, it's a little frustrating, isn't it? Nine because. It's not quite like a, a football team or a hockey team. I guess it, it, it'd be good for um, a netball team. You'd have a couple of subs or a seven-a-side team. So I suppose that, that works. Um, anyway, that happened. I, oh, by the way, I looked up uh, uh, recidivist and reprehensible, and I spelt both of them right first time. So go me. Stop getting distracted by that, Glenn ZB, and move on to, while we're talking about parenting, uh, Marcus was talking about school lunches uh, last night, and he got onto the subject of, you know, who's fit to parent and who isn't. Do you have to be married? Do you have to be a man and a woman? Do you have to own your own house? Do you have to be exclusively monogamous? Um, do you have to be alcohol-free? Do you have to be tobacco-free? Um, and on and on and on. Do you have to be drug-tested? Do you have to show you're free of, free of methamphetamine? And then if those people don't pass the test, how are you going to prevent them from having children? And if your unfit mother gets pregnant, then what do you do?
Do you terminate the fetus? Do you take the child off the parents and bring them up by the state? Because we know that that hasn't worked so well in the past. So it might be an easy talkback text. I think the reality of it, pretty tricky. Wow. Um, See, Marcus, he's not always fun. Sometimes he's a bit of a downer. Let's be honest, that's what that was. Uh, let's see if we can uh, perk things up just a little bit uh, with a, with some um, discussion about Kathmandu's big rebrand. Basically, they're making things more colourful, from what I can understand. I didn't realise that they weren't. But anyway. Got a text here from Charlie. He says, for goodness sake, Si, are you going out tramping or trying to pick up women? Who cares what it looks like? Does it keep you warm and dry? That's the question. Phil, give him a slap. <laughs> Well, no, Charlie, we're a non-violent show, and also I'm anti-smacking in general, so I, I won't give them a slap. Although verbally, yes. imagine a very stingy smack on the legs happening I've, even as we speak, mate. I've been given a smack down there, Charlie. Pigs and deer are colourblind, Simon, so you're just as safe as camo in the bush with your brightness, mate. Cheers, says Carl. Yeah. So you're a fashion snob. When you're down caves and bush tramps crossing rivers, who cares what you look like? I used to take emergency beacon when I went to bush. No need for patsy colours, says Sue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, you need to man up a little bit. <laughs> so, can I suggest you go in for some of those fancy colours? You never know. You might just get home and what? I don't know. Just... <laughs> Where were you going with that exactly in your mind with Sue in a fancy colours? You might just get home and what, mate? What might happen? You might be able to bag something in the air, Sue. <laughs> I did not realise that. No, seriously, I didn't realise that Kathmandu wasn't already coloured. Am I getting it confused with MacPac? Is that what's going on? Is there a difference? Aren't they basically the same thing? Um, the only thing I've ever bought from Kathmandu, I think, is a pair of Bluetooth headphones. That's <laughs> so typical of me, isn't it? It was a present. It was a present for the domestic manager because at that time she was doing a lot of travelling. This was back in the days where you could do a lot of travelling. And... Um, and she wanted some um, noise-cancelling headphones because we were on the plane. And they were terrible headphones, the worst headphones ever. They were black, not coloured, now that I think about it. Random old podcast today. That has been News Talks there been. How often have I said that, eh? I mean, this is episode, what is it, 2,434? Probably about 2,434 times I've said that. At least. I'll see you back here again for 2,435. It'll be a weekend edition on Monday.